0: The light was the most beautiful, the most golden, golden, bright light in the universe. To me, it seemed like it was brighter than the Big Bang. The light was not just a light, it was an intelligence within the light. Not only was there an intelligence within the light, there was a power, which was infinite, and intelligence within that light. All of a sudden, all of a sudden after all of that, I just had the feeling that I was going to not make it. I was going to die. I knew I was going to die. No if, ands or buts about it, period. I was not going to make it, period. Extreme dizziness, the vertigo, the headaches, the nausea, the nausea all of it. I knew I wasn't going to make it, period. So I visualized a big vortex. I perceived this big, humongous, black, Plug it in ink vortex, spinning around. There's a perception there. And with that, the vortex seemed to capture all of my attention. And my focus and concentration was only on trying to survive, not knowing what was going on with me health-wise. And all I remember is I said, I've got to distract my mind. Let me try to read something. I picked up a book called Total Meditation. Okay? I turned to page 192 in that book. Okay? The line of print went from this to about 30 degrees. Just like that. It just switched the line of, the angle print. When it did that, my eyes went crossed all the way back to the to the back of my head and I I was out the body into light. The light was the most beautiful, the most golden, golden, bright light in the universe. To me, it seemed like it was brighter than the Big Bang. The light was not just a light, it was an intelligence within the light. Not only was there an intelligence within the light, there was a power which was infinite, and intelligence within that light. But, you know, the the most important impression to me within that light was love. There was a love beyond words. Beyond, I have no words at all for the love. Going back to the whirlpool, all this, okay? The whirlpool was this like a vacuum. It set me in, eyes crossed back up, light. So, within the light, I said, wow, this feels like heaven. I feel like this light is heaven and heaven is home. So I said to myself, wow, there's no reason for me to come back down here anymore. Period. I'm home. Simple as that. Period. It's like I have not been home for a million years. Period. There's no way in the world I'm come back down in this. Period. There's no way. So what I didn't know was I, I did not ascend into this light alone. So for some reason I came back down. I descended. And when I descended back into the body again, I was again the, the thing that took me out of the body. Going back were extreme vibrations. The vibrations seemed as if they shattered the atoms in my body. There was also some weird sounds. And let me try to emulate here. Going from ear to ear, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, in sync with the vibrations. Those sounds and the vibrations took me back out the body and I went right back into the light again. This is the second trip in the light. Going up into the light, I realized that I was not alone during the ascension. I saw a symbol, and the symbol is incorporated on my ring here. Okay? I don't know if you guys can see it or not. Okay? Basically, it's an hourglass symbol, but I call it a double pyramid. Okay? This symbol was in the sky, going up. And the symbol spun. It spun counterclockwise. The symbol was in the sky. It was in sync with my emotions. It was locked into my thoughts. Locked into my mind and my emotions completely. The faster it spun, the calmer I became. The more nervous when I said, Wow, look at the height, look how look what's going on. And then I began to get full of anxiety and nervousness, it began to wobble. Okay, so the symbol started to wobble, and then I said, oh, that's not, good, that's not good, and boom. Okay, ascended, smooth out, boom, back in the light. I realized within that symbol, within this shape, was a spiritual being. The spiritual being that was in the light knew every single thing about me. She kept on saying, When I ascended to heaven, it's not your time. Sorry, it's not your time. You got to go back. Now I kept on saying no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> This you know, this is not happening here I mean, you know. I've been home, I got home. I'm not I'm not coming back down to the earth. You know, there's no way. So she kept on showing me she showed me the wife, the kids. My mom and my dad, and my brothers, and my sisters, all my loved ones, all my friends, anything and everything—houses and cars—she tapped into my consciousness, and she knew exactly what I liked. She knew what I loved. She knew what would stick me back down to the earth. And I kept on saying, "No, no, 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 no," <laughs> because because of this. When you're in the light, you know that the loved ones that you have left behind on the earth will be in that light in nanoseconds. Because time, there's no time there. Time is relative to the earth. Earth spins at 24 hours a day, 365 days a year goes around the sun, sun goes around the galaxy, all that. In, in this heavenly realm, there's no time. So you know all your loved ones, your wife, your husbands, you know, all your kids, everyone will be there just like that. Just like that, you knew that. The issue was, I had just accidentally arrived in heaven. So I popped back down into the body again. And I, I told the wife what was going on, so I said, can you do me a favor? Can you put me in the shower, okay? Put me in the shower and so I can come down because when you go, um, as you're ascending, when you make it to heaven, you are infinitely high. And what I mean by infinitely high, I mean it. From the floor to the ceiling is the height. The height, the high, there's no limit. So I felt as if, if I, when I every time I came back into the body, if I did not try to to somehow turn this height down, I was going to pop back out the body permanently. Because again, I was so sick, it was just a matter of time before I was going to physically, that would be it, completely die. Period. So I asked her. I said, "Follow me to the shower. Pee aside the head. Whatever you got to do." so I can try to come down, out of this height. And she did, came out the shower, she wanted to burn, burn the fried chicken that she was cooking at the same time. And I came out of it, she went to the kitchen, I went, went right back, <laughs> back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That night, I probably went, descended, ascended, descended, ascended, descended, ascended uh, from 6.35 p.m. up until, um, a little bit right before 10 o'clock p.m. Multiple times. Again, each time I went up, she kept on trying to get me back down. You know, after so many times, you realize two things. Number one, that what we call home on the earth, the earth ain't right. The reason why the earth isn't right is because it's not light. Period. Okay, we have this physical... Um, we, are, we are infused and entangled in physical form. That's it. We are actually spiritual ethicists. We are spiritual beings that are locked in, incarcerated into a physical form for 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years. That's it. Then we go back on. The, those are, uh, of us that have happened upon these near-death experiences have been able to report and share them. So again, getting back, she kept on saying, "It's not time you go. It's not time for for you to stay." And I said, "Okay," um, but I'm staying anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, then it gets weird. Okay. Tell me if you've ever heard this from other near-death experiences. Talking to the wife when I doing another dissension, de- um, and I'm trying to share some of that infinite love that I had experienced from the light. And I wanted so bad for her to experience it because I love my wife so much. And I wanted her to be with me eternally in this heavenly state, okay? Um, So all of a sudden as we're talking right now, I froze, she froze, right in mid-sentence. We both went into a suspended animation state that was at 2155 hours, August 9, 1988. She blacked out, I blacked out. I have no idea what happened between that time and moments later, minutes later, who knows. I do know at some time I came back out of the state, we popped back out, and I know the reason why. At 21:55 hours, I admitted all the good things and all the bad things to my wife. Okay. Telepathically, see, when you have the near-death experiences, what happens is, in our spiritual uh, mode of consciousness, we're able to telepathically communicate with others. The being in the double pyramid was telepathically communicating love and you can't stay and all that to me. I was telepathically communicating to my wife at 2155 hours. In fact, the first time, going back to telepathy, let's go back, the very first time I went up, my kids were on the bed, my two oldest kids here. Roland and Jess were on the bed and when I went up the first time, when I came back down, my son did, he was, let see, Roland was 1988, Roland was five years old. Roland did, like, I can't, like that, to me. And he was communicating, I was communicating with him telepathically. He said, Dad, you can't leave us. You can't leave us, Dad. Please, don't leave us. You gotta take care of us. That was a telepathic communication between me and my son during the first ascension. Going back to 2155 hours, when I, which after be froze doing this suspended animation state when I was trying to admit everything to my wife the telepathic transmission to her was intercepted interrupted I, I don't know exactly what happened both of us snapped out of that state just like that and I said wow and then I said damn what did you hear what did <laughs> you know and she said, uh, someone's, I think someone was trying to ask me a question, which she said, but I, I, but I can't remember what I saw, and she wrote it down. She's got artistic skills. She said that, and she drew a picture of it. I think I shared it before. She drew a picture of this naked guy up in the clouds, okay? And the naked guy up in the clouds is trying to pull her up into the clouds, right? And then in retrospect, I think that was probably me you know, me and Naked, and admitting to her everything, you know, and trying to pull her up into that heavenly state where I was at. That's what I think. I may be wrong, the interpretation may be wrong. Next time we come, you can ask her, um, if you see her. Um, So, as we came out that suspended animation state, um, I said to myself, wow, that light was so, vibrations, the sound, zoom, up again. The spiritual being was there, can't stay, came back down, again trying to explain, trying to share this with the wife, and then at 22.17 hours, I'm I'm sorry, I'm giving you military time, 21.55 is 5 minutes to 10, 22.17 is 17 after 10 p.m., okay, so at 10.17 p.m., we both went to another suspended animation state. okay. Just like we're talking now, we froze. I don't know how long that persisted, okay? In seconds or minutes or whatever. So we came out of that state momentarily. And I, after coming out of that, I was saying, damn, that was weird. Vibrations and sounds went back up to the light. And this time when I locked into the heavenly state, the spiritual being with me, she said, okay, if you want to stay, if you want to stay, if you really want to stay, I have someone I would like you to meet. <laughs> you, know, you know, little did I know. You know, um, I assumed that when I went to heaven, I went there completely as a soul. In you know, not as an ego, only as a soul, right? Or as a spirit, don't know. I said, okay, I can, yeah, I can, I can meet, yeah, I'll meet, you know, this person, this being or whatever it is. Next thing I know, let's see, uh, I can, I can read you a quote or you want to hear it, because it gets kind of weird, okay, okay, okay. This is, is you sure? <laughs> I don't know about this. Okay, quotes, okay. During this ascension, when she wanted me to meet, my whole head was rising up, 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 past the dark-lidded sky, going through this altered state of awareness. Okay, I got a quick fright of something or someone watching us as we were going up. First, I thought it was some kind of, one of those UFOs or something you know, that we've read of in communion or whatever. But that seemed kind of alien to the situation, okay? I just kept going up and up and up. The next thing I saw, okay, or perceived that I was just a ball of light, okay? And then I perceived the earth under my head, okay, on the right. And I kept climbing up further and further and higher and higher now this is where it got really, extremely weird. Okay, confusing. I'm not sure if my head merged or came in contact with something or someone else, but it seemed as if I just stopped ascending at that point. I felt like a minute particle. Okay. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me, as, we, as, we, as I'm ascending, my head expanded. My head expanded and kept on expanding and kept expanding into the solar system. So one perception was my head was so, it was expanding so far out there that my head was not the size, but it was in oneness with the area, the space that I was expanding to. But at the same time, a part of me also was shrinking infinitesimally to a tiny, tiny, tiny point, particle. Okay, so I was expanding and I was contracting at the same time. What I merged with was a light, infinitely, infinitely bright, infinitely omnipresent everywhere. The light was super conscious. The light knew, just like the being in the double pyramid, she knew that this light knew everything about me. Everything. There was nothing to hide. The light said, okay, so you wanna stay in heaven? I said, yes. <laughs> I, I, I identified the light. People called the light many different names. I've got a name, maybe a technical name would be universal consciousness. Okay, and you can call it call it the light any name you like. Okay, the light is the light. So the light said, "Okay, um, are you really sure you want to stay? Are you up to it?" I said, "Of course, I'm here. I'm home. <laughs> I don't want to go back down there no more." So um, the light said, "Well, you know, you're not such a bad soul." But, um, and again, I didn't realize that I didn't go alone. Remember, I thought it was only my soul or my spirit that went to heaven. Okay? There was still just a tiny residual part of my ego that went piggyback and went to heaven with me. (laughs) I didn't know that. Okay? So, the light said, okay, if you really want to stay, let's see if you really can stay. We'll see. The next thing I knew, I saw an image of the Korean War. I said, Korean War? And I saw a person on the ground with an with a, with a M1 rifle pointing at the enemy. And I kind of realized that person with that M1 rifle pointing at the enemy was either me or my father, one of the two. And I said to myself, maybe that's dad. But then I said well, no, I, because I, I completely locked into this soldier pointing at the enemy. And the so-called enemy, is a Korean, you know, North Korean guy maybe Chinese got one or two, looking through his wallet at his wife and I said to myself, that's the enemy man, aim, fire, and I pulled that trigger and I saw that bullet go out in slow motion and it hit him center mass and he fell over And he died. All the pain from that bullet, all the pain that his wife felt and grieved, his child because his wife is pregnant, all the pain of his family, all his loved ones, all the pain suffering and grief, all the pain, it was right at me, in my face. I was locked into that. It was so bad, I said, I didn't kill anybody in my life thinking about this life here. Why am I seeing this? I'm not a bad person. I didn't do that. And the light said, you want to see more? And it was as if I was looking, you ever look in two mirrors that reflect into each other. You, if you position two mirrors and if you look at those two mirrors as, as they reflect, you see an array of ever reflected mirrors. Have you ever seen that before that 's what it was. The first image was me as that soldier. The second image the light showed me was another image of another life and another life and another life and another life. and the, the comic aspects the negative aspects, the sins of each of those images, the comic implications were right there for me to experience. Not just to see, to experience. And my little heart could not handle that. It couldn't handle that grief. It could not handle that. I was so ashamed. I said to the light, I said, I understand. and that worthy to stay. And from that point, I understood why I could not stay, because I had a lot of work to do on this planet. And I came back right down.